Good morning, my friends. Welcome to this Monday episode of Healing Your Codependency. This week and next week are the big launch weeks for the Codependency Healing System. So you're going to be seeing a lot of me. Every single day we're going to have a training. You have your invitation to join the Codependency Healing System. And I'm going to be giving you information that helps you accomplish success in any healing effort you're undertaking in your world right now. So it doesn't have to be with my courses or my trainings. But your therapy, your self-help, your other courses you're working with, the information you're going to get over the next two weeks are going to assist you in succeeding in your healing there. So yeah, that's what we're going to be getting into. Today we're going to be discussing the start-stop loop of healing, how it traps us, why that's happening, how do we get out of it, so that you can also succeed in your healing. So, good morning. Good to see you guys. I'm excited to be here with you today. I'm just going to put that down. So, do you have a habit of like buying a course, getting a big like burst of enthusiasm and then never doing anything with it again? Or you're like, hey, I'm going to start doing this new habit in my life and then you fizzle out because you're waiting for the motivation. Instead, you find resistance, you find heaviness, you find this wall you encounter making that happen i've got some other ones that i wrote down here that i want to give you like you get a big aha you think something's changed but then you notice the same patterns of behavior and results keep showing up yeah these are signals of the start stop loop another one that can show up here is you're really trying hard to engage your healing work but you find yourself distracted by other things the flashy shiny thing over there the thing over there you know uh, i'm gonna go watch my netflix i'm gonna go eat a sandwich, I'm going to go for a walk, but you're always avoiding the class, the process, the, the practice, whatever it might be. These are ways we set ourselves up. Our, these are actually expressions of that start-stop loop where we, we're going to do it and we don't. We're going to do it and we don't. Another thing that shows up in this is perfectionism. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to get it right 100%. I'm going to do it every day. Put a lot of pressure on ourselves to accomplish these kinds of outcomes. This start-stop loop in healing is one of the most frustrating and prominent challenges we encounter with any kind of work we're doing that is inviting change into our lives. So I encounter it all the time. I'm going to do a new marketing thing or I'm going to learn a new skill or I'm going to release a new, I'm going to make a new course or I'm going to teach a new class or I'm going to go out and start a different kind of exercise. Any kind of interruption to my normal routine that I'm going to introduce into it, I encounter resistance, I encounter anxiety, I encounter a, I just don't want to do that right now kind of energy. It's just like, can I just not do this? This is a very, very, very normal thing for us. It's a part of being human because bodies and brains, they like routines. They like things to stay static and predictable and so when we are going to introduce something different into it, the body's going to be like, it's going to resist it. It's going to fight back on it. It's going to add heaviness to it. It's going to kind of like drag its feet. Kind of reminds me of dogs sometimes or cats when you're trying to get them to do something. Or, no. or like the dog just sits down and drags, <laughs> being dragged by the owner. So you're trying to get them to do something. This is a normal thing, my friends. 
It's a normal aspect of our healing journey. And it is actually part of our healing work. See, a lot of times what we do is we get upset with ourselves. We shame ourselves. We put ourselves down. And then we try to force ourselves to do it. And then we don't. And that builds a sense of resentment towards ourselves, a sense of maybe even helplessness or powerlessness where we start to distrust ourselves. We believe that we can't do the thing. And we give up. And then when that adds more shame, more guilt, and more helplessness or hopelessness that comes into our world. <coughs> so what do we do with this? How do we work with this natural resistance we have to changing things or to introducing change into our world? Well, here's what I do with my students when I do with myself. So I'm going to got notes here. I'm going to just follow them so I can stay on track because there's a lot going on in this one. Ooh, there it goes. All right. So first thing, as always, with any kind of pain that we have in our world, the first step is to acknowledge we have the pain. Hey, this hurts. This is uncomfortable. I don't like this. This is the unknown. I have a little anxiety about it. There's discomfort. When we acknowledge what we're feeling about what we're encountering, it allows us to enter the space of compassion, to enter the space of care and inquiry and curiosity about what's coming up for us. Because the parts of us that don't want to do it, they have valid reasons. They're like, well, it's good right now. It's, I don't know what that unknown is going to bring me. I don't know what that's going to create for me. I don't know if I want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with the anxiety of this uncertainty or it's just uncomfortable and I've had so much discomfort in my life, I want a little more comfort. Stuff like that. It can be very, very enlightening to listen to what is showing up in our body and in our awareness around those those impulses to resist or not do the thing. Because it helps us understand what we need what our past experience has been. So we acknowledge it. We allow it to show up for us. And then what I do is I give myself permission to let it be as uncomfortable as it is for me. That usually eliminates a lot of the resistance I have to the change because sometimes I'm thinking I shouldn't feel uncomfortable. I should force myself to feel good about this and stuff like that. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes it's not fun, especially when we're doing work and codependency where we're healing trauma where we're reducing pain increasing peace um, increasing our own confidence building connection with our innate value things like that that's uncomfortable stuff to do often we are processing pain we are processing um, hurt and no one really likes to do that all the time right and so no wonder I don't want to do this so much no wonder my enthusiasm I felt before getting into this uh, is gone. No wonder I'm I'm not feeling like the big magic right now. Well, yeah, because we're actually stepping into it. So I give myself permission to not like it as much as I don't like it. I give myself permission to uh, resist it as much as I want and to let it be as uncomfortable as it is. This opens my body up to going, okay, it's okay to be where I'm at, what I'm feeling, what's going on for me, and I can follow it that way. Let me know what that tip right there does for you because a lot of times we are like oh i feel better so let me know in the comments below your thoughts on that one the next one i do here is i make a commitment to integrate this change into my daily life gently so integration doesn't mean oh today and then tomorrow and wednesday and etc 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 it'll always be going on what it is it's more like 
I'm getting into the pool really slowly. So I'm going to put my foot in. That might be like, I'm going to do this practice twice a week. I'm going to put my whole legs in now. Okay. That means I'm going to do the practice four times a week. Ah, I'm going to attend the live classes. I'm up to the waist, uh, up to my waist in the pool water. It's uncomfortable, but I'm getting used to it. What we're doing is we're gradually integrating the change into our world. We're titrating its its uh, presence in our routine. So that would show up like in my my work. That show up hey show up as coming to the class, the live class on Mondays, or watching the recording when it's released on Monday evenings, or showing up to a support call on Tuesday or Thursday. That'd be doing the practice on a Tuesday or a Thursday and putting it in my calendar and then gradually adding a little more every couple of weeks to where I have a rhythm. Like, yep, I show up to my class on Monday. I show up to one of those support calls. I do the practice three or four times a week. That's where you start to build momentum. You start to build consistency. And that's also where you start to experience change. Because when you witness the changes coming up in your in how you feel, and how you behave, and how you perceive things, that adds a lot of energy to the investment you've been making in your healing. So really, really important is motivation shows up after the fact. It's never really a thing that pushes us into action a lot of times. Usually we have to start acting towards the thing we want and then as we start getting momentum in it, we start seeing change, we start seeing growth, get a little bit of success in there, we start getting more and more momentum in it. So do not, in my work, I recommend not using or seeking motivation to do it. I recommend taking the action despite whether I'm really wanting to do it right now or not. Taking that action anyway and building that momentum. little caveat on this is capacity awareness. If I am utterly exhausted, I don't have the emotional capacity or mental capacity for this thing, I'm not going to push myself to do it. This is why I set up the third tip in this, which is prioritizing this as an important aspect of my new routine. So that means I'm going to allocate some of my time, some of my energy deliberately to the thing I am learning, whether it's taking the class, whether it's doing a practice, whether it's um, showing up for a support call. When I deliberately allocate and dedicate some of my time and capacity to that, then I'm protecting myself from burning myself out by forcing myself to do things, as well as protecting myself from the eventual, hey, I don't have capacity to do that right now because I've had to manage all these other things. So I prioritize at least one thing a week for this, and that would be either attending the class or doing a practice or attending a support call. That's how I get that momentum building when I take on new trainings and when I'm integrating new things into my world. Gradually, I bring on more and more as I build more momentum, more comfort, more capacity with it. So that brings us to... uh, another tip here and another important aspect here that a lot of people don't talk about. A lot of times with our motivation, a lot of times with our ability to execute with things, we may have other factors showing up in our world. We may have ADHD showing up. That's a very common um, factor with students is like they're dealing with that kind of brain structure that organizes time and information differently. Knowing if this is a factor in your world, it's going to help you accommodate it and then structure 
your habits and your processes to to address that so you can succeed. So be mindful that it's not always just, oh, there's something wrong with me. I'm not smart enough and I have enough commitment or enough motivation or I'm this or that. Sometimes it's other factors showing up, such as ADHD, that can be uh, interfering with your ability to get started. So when you understand that's there, then we can use it to your benefit and work with it so it's not working against you. So my friends, when we start healing, we're always going to encounter some resistance in our body to it. So we want to acknowledge it. We want to legitimize it. We want to give ourselves permission to let it be as uncomfortable as it is going to be for us or as, as uncomfortable as we need it or feel it is for us. Then we want to give ourselves a commitment to putting it into action, doing it gradually over time. Then we want to uh, acknowledge the other intervening factors that may be coming up for us. And then we want to celebrate our successes. We want to celebrate our effort. Hey, I showed up. I did it today. I showed up to the class this week. I did that practice once this week. When we celebrate what we do, we encourage our body and our brain to keep doing it. That allows us to get a little dopamine hit in there, a little more of the the happy chemicals, like, yeah, I'm proud of myself. It builds confidence in ourself. It also expresses uh, respect and recognition for our efforts. That empowers us. That comforts us. That adds safety and well-being to our healing. Because now we're not our own enemy. We're not like, oh, I'm doing this dumb. It's more like, I'm proud of me. I, I showed up and I did this. Now, sometimes you're going to have the perfectionist or the inner critic is going to show up in your in your thoughts. When that happens, I recommend pausing, acknowledging, observing those thoughts and those feelings that show up and considering this possibility that those thoughts and those feelings are an expression of a part of yourself that's very scared about failure and is trying to help you succeed and they don't know how to do it in any other way. That gives you a chance to bring in some curiosity and some care into that space so that part of you that carries the burden of trying to protect you by helping you be perfect might be able to discover they don't have to do that anymore because you're responding to their pain in a way that says, hey, what if we don't have to be that? What if it's okay that we do it our way and we have our own rhythm, our own pacing with this work? We can trust that and we can see how we succeed in that. So this is how we move into an organic rhythm with our healing is how we work with the resistance we feel in making changes and it's how we succeed in integrating that new change into our life so it becomes a normal part of our routine in life it's ultimately how we succeed in healing codependency because now we're leaving behind like our people pleasing and our perfectionism we're getting connected with our most our organic our powerful our curious self that can do this because we're built to do this this is something that is built into us that we have the natural ability to do so let me know your thoughts on today's episode below if you're ready for consistency you're ready for structure you're ready for real life support and your healing of codependency come join us for the codependency healing system annual en enrollment is open right now it closes august 12th I'm admitting 75 people this year. This is the only time you can enroll in the live trainings for the Codependency Healing System. So this it's kind of like 2023 is it. The next time this will be open is in August of 20, 
24. To get more information on this program and what we cover over the nine months we teach this course, because it's 36 uh, live trainings, starts August 14th, ends May 20th, check the link above on Facebook, below on YouTube, or go to healyourcodependency.com. It's right there. You can check it out. But again, we got a limit of 75 people. We start August 14th. Classes are on Mondays at 11 a.m. Recordings are released at 6 p.m. Come join us and increase your safety, connection, and self-worth so you can go out and enjoy deeper confidence in who you are, more peace, more freedom in being yourself. We help you accomplish that through high levels of support, helps you build the consistency in your healing, and helps you master the practices and building trust in yourself so that you can be who you want to be in your world. So there you go. Thank you, my friends, for showing up for this episode. Let me know your thoughts below. Go gently in your healing as you do this work. It's not easy stuff we're doing. It's courageous. And remember that you're worth knowing, loving, and keeping. And I'll see you guys in tomorrow's episode.